Well, the new year is upon us, and many of you are just beginning your homeschool journey. And to that, I say, well done. Here is my special New Year's gift for you. Take the time to check out my friends at the Institute for Excellence in Writing. There you will find free writing lessons, support materials, and a complete magalog. Go to IEW.com forward slash Heidi for more information. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Wednesday, January 5th. And today I'm excited to have a guest in the studio with me, a young man that I met a long time ago back in 2008, graduated, and now he's back working as a conservative in Seattle. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys. So before we get going today, a couple of things I wanted to let you know about. I will be uh, in San Diego this week. I'm speaking around 2 p.m., but the event there starts at Waterfront Park at noon. More information will be on my website or on my Instagram. A lot of you guys have been asking about that event. And if you're anywhere in Southern California, I've got a lot of friends coming down from Chino Hills in Los Angeles. Come out, say hello. I will be there for the duration and let's stand for freedom together. The fact of the matter is that it will take the American people to stand up and say no more to this insanity, no more to the mandates, no more to the censorship of truth. You guys saw what happened uh, to Marjorie Taylor Greene the other day when she dared to talk about the VAERS website and reporting about what is actually happening about the vaccine and people who are being injured by the vaccine. And Twitter took her down, banned her for life, just like they did to President Trump. Wow, I call this censorship. Uh, This is going to be a huge part of my conversation with my friend Caleb today. But what we want to encourage you guys to do is start standing up for freedom. And if they censor you, they censor you. It's going to take every single one of us working together. Uh, It's a huge reason why I'm running for Congress, to defend the First Amendment, the First Amendment there, of course, to to protect all the other amendments that follow. So we're very, very excited about what's happening. You guys can follow my run for Congress at HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. And if you want to know where I will be in the coming months, my speaking schedule is available right now at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. All right, you guys, without further ado, I want to introduce a young man who I have great respect for. I ran into him again at the Turning Point USA event in Phoenix, Arizona. Caleb Hall is in the studio with me. Caleb and I met a long time ago when I believe he was knee high to a grasshopper and uh, around 2008. And you're here now and you're working uh, to co-found the first Turning Point chapter in King County, correct? Yes, ma'am. So it's exciting to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Heidi. So you have, you come a long way. It's funny, walking in the Homeschool Resource Center today and the people that have known your family forever and haven't seen you in like 15 years are like, whoa! <laughs> uh, you're doing some really amazing things for, uh, especially given the fact that you're in Seattle and it's a rough place to be a conservative right now. But I, there's so many things I want to ask you because there are a lot of parents that are listening to this and a lot of young people who are watching what's happening in the culture and they feel a certain sense of just discouragement. Maybe they're disillusioned. Maybe they feel defeated and they're just like, what the heck? Why even try? Because look what happened in 2020. You know, you hear people say all the time, well, the system is rigged. Why even try to get involved in it? Like down here where I live, if people, uh, my son went to an event, Spencer went to an event in Portland and Antifa showed up and he actually got, you know, pepper sprayed down there. It's a dangerous time for freedom in the United States. But yet you're out there on the front lines and trying to make a difference. Why did you get involved in politics? Why Why are you not joining the course of let's just give up, uh, it's not worth it? 
Well, from a young age, I've always been taught to, you know, stand up for what I believe in and just go at it full force. And uh, I think a lot of young kids are discouraged because they're told by the media and their parents and their friends that there's nothing that they can do. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, that's just wrong because you can go, you if you have an Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, talk your talk, you know. There's different ways for you to get involved. And um, it, it is hard because, you know, I've been banned. I've been, you know, told. To Are you just on Twitter get anymore? Off. Can you get I on Twitter? Not on Twitter. Yeah. Wow, so you and Marjorie Taylor Greene have something in common now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, every time I log on, it says you can't, you know, nope, you cannot now, post Now, what got or you banned? What, why? Why? How did I that happen? I actually don't know because I have really? never posted a tweet. I think wow. I said, hi, I'm on Twitter as a joke and I had like one like on it. Yeah. So I don't know why I'm banned. It, it could be just. Um, who I the the posts I like and you know I've repo I've retweeted stuff but I've never you know but the but the silencing of conservatives is real oh yeah I mean that's very real that's absolutely happening and I would imagine I mean you grew up uh, you know we knew your family obviously you're you were homeschooled from a young age we were just talking about when we met at the homeschool club so you would have been like seven or eight yeah seven somewhere or eight, yeah. somewhere in there and one of the things I think is really cool about the homeschool movement is it tends to raise free thinkers. Right. Because they're not being they're not in this juggernaut of the of the public school system where they're really raised to be socialists from the time they're, you know, eight years old. And I've noticed a lot more uh, homeschool graduates and a lot of people listening to this right now are going, you know, is my is my kid going to is my kid going to be OK? Are we? And you you seem to have done just fine out there out there in the real world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say I, I've, I've done both. I was in I was homeschooled and then I went to actual high school. Yep. And, now wait um, a second. You said actual high school. Like you said, you know, actual high school. Like homeschool high school and, is not actual high school. Yes, I went to public funded <laughs> high school. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time because people say to my kids, you know, you know, if that's not actual high school. I'm like, no, they did the work. Like they, they did the work, but you you ended up at a public school, mm-hmm. and so you've had a little bit of of both worlds. And what was your what was your impression? Well, I, I, there's benefits to both. Mm-hmm. So, because I know there's people who can't homeschool, or you know, I have trouble doing that. And then there's people who are able to, and they do it, and their kids turn out great. You know, right. there's, but um, there's a lot of social interaction that I got in uh, public high school that mm-hmm. helped me, but also hurt me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because um, going from homeschool, where you know I'm just in this like one area, you know, learning at my own pace. I went to public high school where it was like. I had I had one hour to learn what they were teaching, you know, right. and sometimes that that doesn't help. For for me, it didn't, you know, and um, it it helped me get the social aspect I always thought I was missing. And then looking back on it, going to Friday school, you know, the, we have this uh, homeschool resource center now, which is exactly what you know is going to help out a lot of people. Yeah. It's interesting too to kind of see because of what's happening in the education system now. Are realizing, oh my word, it really is slanted. Oh yes. I mean, there's there's no question. Did you experience that when you were in school? Yes, I did. I had a um, an AP government class, and um, this was actually what got me into supporting President Trump in 2016. Really? Um, because I had a teacher who was talking. She was asked the question. I, I will say, I'm not going to say she was like, like she didn't just out of the blue start, you know, hitting, right. you know, t- saying how bad he is, but. She was saying he's a racist and all this stuff, and I asked why, and she didn't really have an answer for right. me. Isn't you that know, so typical, yeah. And so from that, I went home, at home, and looked up and found the reasons why he's not, you know, and how why I should support him. And then I realized in that moment, 
public school wanted me to believe something, mm -hmm. going home and learning for myself helped me learn for myself you know back in but I hear the stories of like back in the before I was born you know if you wanted to learn about like worms you go outside and you play right. with worms right you know yeah right this or is how you, you learn wanna, if you want to learn how to how uh was it botany or you know mm -hmm. you, you mm -hmm. plant plants and yep. then watch them grow throughout you know yeah periods of time and now it's just like we turn on a movie or yeah. something or we get it, on it, social media right and it, that's where we get our information disconnects us from what actually is happening in the world yeah but you were able to actually go out there and start doing your home uh, your own homework which honestly mm -hmm. that's kind of a huge that's one of turning points big deals is think for yourself right yes, stop letting the the culture determine who you are and what you vote for and it's this is very typical of uh of the Democrat Party, I think I had a really one, a very fascinating guest, uh, a black pastor on the show, maybe six months ago or so, and he was just saying the black community has been conditioned for a very long time to vote a particular way, and they're not doing their homework. They're just voting the way that they've always voted, and they're not looking to see, are these people actually doing the things that they purport to do? Well, you know, it, is it advancing liberty or isn't it? Well, it was President, I believe, Lyndon B. Johnson who said after they passed the— um, Civil Rights Bill. He said, we're going to have these people voting Democrat for the next 200 years. Yep. And he wasn't wrong. And he was not wrong. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. So you as a young person, you're up in King County, which for people who are not uh, aware of the Pacific Northwest, where is that exactly? The belly of the Beast, Seattle. <laughs> which as we were talking about right before the show. So my husband was born in Seattle and uh, I was born, of course, in Portland. But it used to be this absolutely pristinely beautiful City people love to go down to the market, down to the fish mm -hmm. market. What's it like now? Well, um, weed and human feces tend to be the main smells that you go walking down Main Street. But um, it's there's so much homeless. There's it. It's not as fun as it used to be. And because um, I know back in the the 80s, I believe like the ports were huge. Oh, you yeah. know, it, it it was a very economically yeah. sound city, and it was just a great place to live. And now it's not rent is four thousand dollars for a studio apartment or something crazy like that don't quote me on that but mm -hmm. it's it's insane it's not the same yeah it isn't and i think a lot of it and part of part of the reason why you're you become so passionate about this is you're watching this is a top-down problem it's a leadership problem and what we see in our cities what you are seeing in portland or in seattle and what i have observed in portland and now frankly it's starting to bleed over into vancouver yes uh, and you can absolutely see it uh, it, this really is a leadership problem, and we're not going to fix it until we start to have uh, regular people who understand common sense. You know, we understand, hey, we can't keep raising the debt ceiling. Hey, we can't, you know, all these things, these liberal policies that are really failed. They failed all around the world, and now we're mm -hmm. going to try to implement them here in the United States, it's and they're going to fail. definition of insanity, you yeah. know, doing yeah. something over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah, so you got motivated enough to want to get involved in Turning Point, how did you how did you uh, decide to do that? What was your what was your first uh, exposure to Turning Point and to this brand, I guess, of conservatism? Well, um, Instagram, really, because um, I remember getting into politics as I was a 16, 17 year old. You know, I, I just used Instagram and you know the social media to understand or to look for different ways to get involved. And um, Turning Point, I'd always see their memes on people's stories. They have the best memes, yeah, They really for do. Sure. Ben yeah. Johnson, you're fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, the thing that, that really motivated me, to, motivated me to do it was my sophomore year of college, um, I was approached by my friend Jonah, and he said, hey, there's this company called Turning Point. They get chapters involved in um, – 
different colleges and I kind of want to start one. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking about that too. And then, so we both were like, whoever um, gets it started as president and the other would be vice president. And he was able to get it started first, you know, I'll, you know, he, he did the heavy lifting. He, he also lives in closer. So that's a little different, that but matters. you know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. So, and he was able to get in contact with our rep, Katie Davis court, you know, fantastic person and she uh got us together and we all we got it started and yeah. how has the response been the it has been up and down because in seattle uh antifa is very heavily present so it, it can be hard to get quote family friendly events going and you know rallies because the threat of antifa is always going to be there and um yeah the anti-fascist the anti-fascist fascist yeah right, exactly it's so amazing do you want the best night's sleep you've ever had in your life? Well, after years of trying almost every brand out there, Jay and I switched to the MyPillow mattress, and we are so glad that we did. The MyPillow mattress is a medium-firm memory foam mattress that offers excellent support and above-average pressure relief and responsiveness. It works well for all sleeping positions and is excellent for anyone suffering from back pain. The MyPillow mattress is made right here in the United States and has a 10-year warranty, a six-month money-back guarantee, and FedEx will deliver it right to your door. It's easy to set up. Just unroll it and watch it come to life. You guys, check it out. See it for yourself for a 60-day trial period. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi. MyPillow is made in the USA again, and it comes with a 10-year warranty, so you know it's going to last, and it has a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you've got nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but we need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi to take advantage of this special offer. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, or call 1-800-447-0541. Yeah. When you, uh, when you decided to do this, I'm imagining that you were hoping that there would be a huge presence on campus, that there would be a lot of young conservatives, but you're finding out that, that it's hard to get conservatives to come out, especially young people, in a place that is so uh, dark politically for conservatives in Seattle. Of course, my son just moved from, from there. That's, you know, this is exhibit A, you know, Seattle, exactly. New York City. They're kind of the same mm -hmm. now. Unfortunately, uh, when we were first starting, um, we had a lot of friends who me and Jonah knew who, who are conservative. Op not openly, but we know they're conservative, quiet conservatives. And um, we thought that they would use this to like get involved, even if they just went to meetings or contributed or reposted some of our stuff. But what we found out is they're genuinely scared. To go out because we have friends who are in leadership roles at our school who feel that if they were to repost or you know show support for President Trump or whatever it, it may be, would like lose those roles. Like, not just like, oh, I don't know, someone might make fun of me, but like they might actually not be able to be in these roles at our school. And I don't know if that would happen, I don't know if there's truth, yeah, but to the that. threat of it is enough, yes, 100%. Yeah, so how do you fight that? I mean, I guess the 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 question then becomes, if this is the reality, and I have suffered in my own uh, professionally because of my support for President Trump, 
And it's a real deal. Like, you know, for whatever reason, our country now is really suffering. It's that it, the conservative movement has really been stifled in a lot of ways. But as a younger generation, you guys are really the ones. I mean, I've always seen this. I've said it on my podcast a lot. I mean, my generation really, we were sleeping at the wheel, right? Mm-hmm. Your generation is asking the questions that needs to be, they need to be asked. But the the fact of the matter is you guys are going to suffer for this even more than my generation is because the 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 crippling debt, the taxes that are just rising every single year, the leftist policies that are ruining the city, you're completely right. The same thing is true in Portland. We were just talking about this before the show started. Portland and Seattle, both beautiful areas. I mean, the we have the oceans here, the mountains, the desert. There's so much to love about the Pacific Northwest. But you really have to look at it now with blinders on because the cities are dangerous. I won't go into Portland anymore unless I have to get on a plane. Even then, I don't really like it because they're going to make me wear a face diaper. Uh, But the fact of the matter is it's your generation and what you guys are trying to do. And I think this is the point with uh, the conservative movement trying to pull the younger generation is in is that if you don't rise up, there isn't going to be anybody to speak for you. Yeah, we, um, me and Jonah went to both uh, Student Action Summit in Tampa, Florida, and then we just we met you at um, America Fest in Phoenix, Arizona. And both these events, I had a conversation with Jonah. I was like, I feel safer walking around at midnight in Tampa, Florida, or Phoenix, Arizona, than I do in the middle of the day in Seattle or Portland, mm-hmm. by far. You know, and that's just that shouldn't be the case mm-hmm. because. They should all be like the same kind of city, you know. Right. They both have, uh, well, Seattle has ports, Portland has port, you know. Like there's, they should be high economically, but Phoenix is a red city, and it's it's far more safe and far more well run than Portland or Seattle. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and these are the results of leftist policies. Yes, and and yet we have a hard time educating our young people because they're hearing the opposite in the public school system every single day of their life. And so you we're we're hearing stories now all the time of young people coming out of these schools and they have ideologies that are completely opposed to their parents, uh, whether it's spiritually or politically or whatever it is, because the fact of the matter is the schools are uh, slanted now mm-hmm. and they're not even trying to hide it. So it's not like, you know, it's not like it's a big secret, but you've noticed this. You guys have taken, uh, taken a stand in Seattle, which I think is incredibly commendable. And I guess I, what I, I'm hoping that people take away from this is it's absolutely imperative for young people to get involved. Yes. And parents can't pass on what they don't possess. Do you, felt like, you feel like your parents were interested in politics when you were growing up? I, I remember the first time I told my mom I was in support of President Trump. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we wasn't president yet. But um, she, she looked at me and she was like, really? You know, <laughs> and then I told her why. All right, and then I look after I had done my research. I told her why, and then she was like, "Hmm, I'll look into it." Yeah. And the next thing you know, she's posting President <laughs> Trump. You know, Trump twenty twenty yeah, or yeah. twenty sixteen. Excuse yeah. me. You yeah. know, and then in, in the next election, it was an easy choice. You yeah, know? it really was. Well, I I know I've told people when when he came down the golden escalator, I was like, "Oh no, that's all we need—a reality TV star, billionaire who you know thinks he's all that." And I was really in for Ben Carson because I know him personally, been on the road with him a little bit. But once I realized, okay, Trump is the guy, I'm like, it's either Trump or Hillary Clinton. I'd have voted for Mickey Mouse to keep, you know, (laughs) to keep Hillary Clinton out of the White House. And so, you know, really, it was we took a chance in 2016. We took a chance on him. And as it turned out, his policies were exactly what the country needed. And of course, we all know what happened 
in 2020. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is that the, you're able, when we're able to talk about these things in the open and you're able to talk to your parents, this is something we're not doing in the country anymore, right? Exactly. What do they tell you growing up? You can't talk about religion and politics, right? No. Nope. When the family gets together and I said, hey, man, the holidays are coming up. I say we do nothing but talk about religion and politics and see if we can't get the conversation going. Do you feel like with young people, they're willing to have a conversation? Or do you feel like, no, we're still having a real hard time doing it? I feel like... Um, my generation is very headstrong, but sometimes in the wrong ways, mm-hmm. which can be unfortunate. But the, it helps us because even on the left side, when they believe what they what they believe to their heart, you know, even if I disagree with it, they'll let you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And that that is a good thing about my generation is, well, that's also a bad thing because it takes away from mm-hmm. the back and forth. You know, there's not a lot of back and forth. Sometimes they're screaming, but yeah. at these family, you know, like Thanksgiving or whatever. I think it's good that, that even on both sides, they're coming out and they're saying, this is what I believe in. And, you know, standing and then up be able to back it up. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, if, if we don't have the conversation, we can't sharpen each other. So if you if we've got questions, we should be able to say, hey, this is who I support. And then if someone challenges, you should be prepared to back it up and say, this is why I believe this. Or But instead, we have a lot of, you know, lobbing bombs at each other over the Internet and and. Uh, we're not really talking anymore. Exactly. Yeah. I you I want to go back to something you said a minute ago because I thought it was so interesting. You were talking about social media and uh, and that's really how you found turning point. You you were really, you know, kind of captivated like I have been by their mm-hmm. memes, which is probably largely Benny Johnson, who's really a meme genius. The left can't meme. No, they <laughs> cannot meme. You're exactly right. Uh how important is it? So something I noticed uh at America Fest was they really emphasized to the young people there the importance of saying what they believe on social media and, and not being afraid. Exactly. And you and I were talking before the show that there is so much fear um, in the in our young communities right now. And I, I, I understand it, but, but they were framing it like, hey, how about we look at social media as an opportunity to educate people instead of how many likes can I get, how popular can I get, how many follows, whatever. Um, how do you think, how important would you say uh, social media is now? And where do you think the young people are? Because someone told me that they're not on Facebook anymore. What are they on, uh, TikTok? They're, where they're are definitely they? definitely more on TikTok yeah. and Instagram. Which is owned by the Chinese. Okay. Yes, but <laughs> God uses crooked sticks to That's make straight true. lines. That's so, true. That's yeah. true. We got to use these to the best use of the our platforms. Ability. Yeah. Yes. But um, like Turning Point has a TikTok. And Charlie Kirk and the whole organization has been very against TikTok. Mm-hmm. So some people see it as, oh, he's being he's a, hypocrite. a hypocrite. But right? no, he's definitely put, they're putting out good, well, he's not on it, but mm-hmm. you know, they're putting out good memes. MAGA Hulk is taking down, you know, the TikTok game, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a beautiful thing because like we have this um, conglomerate of, you know, just billion dollar or trillion dollar right. companies yeah, and we can use them to our advantage. Right. And it's probably the easiest and quickest way to get involved. It's just to start being open about what you find. I mean, I think what I did a long time ago is I started finding accounts of people that are like, those guys are actually telling the truth and then just reposting. Exactly. You know, so you don't have to be you don't have to be creating stuff, although if you do, that's fantastic. But just finding good sources of truth, because that is what is in the crosshairs right now. Right. And you and I were talking about censorship uh, kind of at the onset of the show. And I think right now it really does take courage. It takes courage to be a conservative. I never thought I'd hear myself say that. Would you agree? Does it take courage right now? It, it does take courage. I remember the first time I posted a conservative meme and it wasn't even like a big deal. It just had like, I don't know, I think it was like Trump, but he was like Rocky. It was like Trump on Rocky's yeah. body. 
And like this girl got very upset with me, and I was like, it didn't even say anything. It was just Trump's head on Rocky Balboa's body, and she was like, how could you support this like homophobe and da 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 da? And I was, or he's racist, and I was like, well, how? And he's like, have you not heard the things he said? Obviously not. So tell me. And she's like, well, you should look it up. And I was like, well, but you no, know you them, tell right? Me. Yeah, you yeah, know. you tell me. And then I was like, you know what? She doesn't know what she's talking about. So I posted like another one and then another one and then she blocked me. And then I didn't have to deal with her anymore. You know? <laughs> but all these that was other a win, people, yeah. winning. <laughs> but all these other people were like seeing it and like someone reposted. I don't know if they reposted it from my story or what happened, but you know, it was, it was just really cool. And um, it was a fun way to get involved. And there's a lot of dialogue, whether it be good or bad you know and you gotta you know what this is the way that this is the way the country moves forward we have to be able to engage in the dialogue yes. and not run from people who are bullies you know i'm running for congress right now i'm surrounded by bullies and the fact of the matter is if they can shut you up they will mm-hmm. and so to be able to stand up i'm so proud of you caleb it was really fun to see you in phoenix to 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 see you standing and particularly up in king county which arguably i think i would say they're in worse shape even than portland do you agree I, I would agree. It's yeah. a close call, it's a but close it's call. definitely both pretty yeah. gross. Yeah. And but but I honestly believe, you know, someone has said uh, and I think this is a great place to to end the show today because I I think I keep hearing and I'm sure you do too, you know. I hear people all the time say, "I wish that the left coast would just fall off into the ocean." Do you ever hear that? Yeah. I wish they would just go away and light the place on fire or whatever. And I'm always telling people, "Wait a second. <laughs> There's good people." There are good people in the Pacific Northwest. There are good people in California, good people in Oregon and Washington who love freedom and would stand up and fight for it. But how? But we need help. People are going to have to start standing up and stop being afraid and start telling the truth. And I think it's your generation in large part that is going to be uh, paving the way for the generation behind you. Because the fact is, if, if we don't stand up now, we're not going to have a country left. And exactly. that's how it feels to me. Does it feel that way to you? I agree 100%. Yeah, it's true. So how can people find you online? I'm assuming that you're on Instagram. Yes, I am. So how do we find you? Uh, my Instagram is C underscore Hall uh, 3515. Okay. And um, message me there. I work for Turning Point. I'm a campus coordinator. I can get you involved, send you to the right people. And um, yeah, feel free to... Drop a like on the post. <laughs> awesome. And and turning points all over the country. Yes. Right. It's so if so listeners from around the country, if they were like, Hey Caleb, I heard you on on uh, off the bench, how can I get involved? You could hook them up even if they weren't in the Pacific Northwest, right? Or at least yeah. know where to send them. Yeah. I, I at least know who to ask who to send you to. So yeah. yes. I think that's awesome. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on here and being brave enough to talk about what's happening in, in politics and for really just, you know, standing up and, and making it difference. Because you're making waves up there in Seattle. And I try my best. <laughs> awesome. And and you guys have some, there's big elections coming up, right? I'm, exactly. Of course, I'm going to rope you in as much as I can to my to my campaign. I would love to help. <laughs> uh, and we, we need committed conservatives to start heading to positions of authority. And if this could happen at the local level, is Turning Point getting involved in school board races yet? Um, they're encouraging people to go to school boards and, uh, cause we can only do, they can only do so much. And, uh, I know I've gone to a couple of local ones and it's been as bad as like I've been told, but I, I've also seen some crazy Come to, stuff. There's a couple ones in Vancouver that I'll invite you to, and then you'll see the fireworks. Oh, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I've heard. But it's interesting to me to note that, um, as you guys are starting to speak out more and we're starting to say, Hey, this is actually censorship. We can call it cancel culture, which is really just the soft way of saying it. The more you guys speak, the more people are starting to listen. And I think you're going to start to see um, changes. So I'm optimistic. Do you feel a sense of optimism at all? Or are you just more like, ah, we're screwed. 
Uh, no, there's definitely optimism. I see people opening their eyes and seeing what's going on. That's exciting. Well, I love what you're doing. Uh, I love that you that I have a little bit of history with you from the homeschool co-op and just to see what God's doing with your life. And uh, I wish you the best. You have to come back on and tell us how things are progressing mm-hmm. uh, with what you're trying to do up there in King County and beyond. And I can't wait to see where, where it takes you in the future. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. For more information on Caleb Hall and his uh, activity with Turning Point, you guys can go to the show notes today, and I will link back to both his Instagram and his email address. If you guys want more information on anything that you see at the show, the place is always to go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Click on the day's episode and scroll down, and the links and articles that we refer to will always be in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.